Can't read on my parade, Michigan fanboys. <laughs> Suck it, no, Scott Bell, you, you cue ball motherfucker. Yeah. Starting off hot. Um, this is fucking crazy. Uh, we don't do this a lot. We don't record emergency pods a lot, but um, you know. Oh, we're recording. Sorry. <laughs> when someone who, <laughs> when someone who's been comped to Kevin Durant and LeBron James commits to your university, even though he may never play there, you know, you get to dance at some graves a little bit. Well, wait, um, hold on, guys. I thought Izzo couldn't out-recruit anybody. No, yeah, he that's can't. what I heard. Yeah, I heard that too. I heard I, that, you know, that there was the going to be someone. I thought there was going to be someone coming in to take over Michigan who, like, was going to bury him, especially in in-state recruiting. That can't be possible. I, I thought the game passed him by. I, you know what? This is – oh, my God. This is incredible. I, I – what, what did you, you guys do when you saw ESPN? Or, like, what was your reaction if you didn't watch it live? Like, what, what was – I want to get your guys first before I tell mine. Um, I said, oh, shit, oh, fuck, hell yes, yes. And then I did a 360 jump punch like I was ending an 80 sports movie. <laughs> yeah, I had a very, very similar reaction. I got my buddy on the phone. We were watching both in our respective houses. And then when he put out, well, he put out the white hat. I'm like, oh, please don't have a blue devil on it. Like, please don't have a blue devil. <laughs> he puts it on and I just screamed, let's fucking go about 30 times. I'm sure my neighbors thought something crazy was happening, which it was. <laughs> like, I, I put my phone down because, you know, we were in the group chat all going ape shit and I. I just was like, okay, if it's bad news, I want to see it live and not get spoiled because I have YouTube TV, so I'm delayed. <laughs> and I just sat there watching him, and I saw like a Yipsy Prep Academy shirt. So I'm like, oh, fuck, is this really it? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, you know, Jay, Jay Harris is like, you know, where are you going to go to college? I'm like, no fucking way. No fucking way. And he puts, yeah, Brett puts that white hat on, like, oh, my God, there's going to be a blue D. There's going to be a blue D on there. And he says, Michigan State, and I just got up, and I think that's the loudest I'd screamed since the, the Duke game from last year, the Elite Eight. Like, I just was – I went nuts for, like – I blacked out for, like, a minute. And, and my fucking cat just, like, freaked <laughs> out, ran downstairs. <laughs> so we actually just got more uh, information from – about the Imani Bates commitment from his father, Elgin. Um, mm -hmm. Jeff Borzello tweeted out that uh, Imani's comments on the G League were that it's good for certain players. That's a lot of money. I don't really plan on it. I don't think I'll do that. It's good for some people, but I don't think I'll head that route. Said he would rather play college basketball. So for anybody worried about that kind of nonsense, it's, we all knew that it's either going to be MSU or the pros. The G League is never really an option based on his age, as well as the NIL. So just for any Michigan State fans out there a little worried, that's not an option. Yeah, um, here's the, you know, we should preface by saying this. If the one-and-done rule is overturned in the next NBA CBA, yeah. then he's not coming here, and he shouldn't come here. He should go um, to the also, NBA. I'm fine. He also had, yeah, he also had another comment. Um, they asked him about reclassification. He said anything's possible. 
Um, and by the end of his junior year, which is this year, he'll be in a position to graduate. Um, and then he says, it really depends on how his year goes. He's going to be playing prep ball now at Ipsy. And he said, if it's too easy, he might reclassify. So I do think I, if I had to put money on it, if I was a betting man, which I am, I would put money on him to start for Michigan State in 2021. Yep. That I would, I, I would, listen, I'm, I'm not one for hyperbole. Who am I kidding? Yes, I am. I, I hyperbolize all the time. But I'm not being hyperbolic when I say this. I would come in my pants. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I almost did earlier. Like, I'm not I afraid just, to admit it. I just started screaming after, like, I watched, I calmed down and watched Imani talk a little bit more. And I'm like, print the fucking shirts, baby. This might all come back in our faces, but I'm riding that high. I am, I am okay I'm okay with losing someone to the NBA. Yeah. A college basketball, if you can choose between playing college basketball for free or if you go to some schools for free, um, I just did, I put some air quotes up there because I just did air quotes on a visual, on an audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that the one and done rule isn't as dead as people think it is. You know, that was – I don't think it's as much of a sticking point coming up in CBA negotiations, you know. And people saying, oh, well, you know, Isaiah Todd went overseas, so why won't Imani go overseas? And I'll say this. Over, you know, you get a nice – you get a nice, you know, little little check to go overseas, right? I mean, nice little check. We're talking about two hundred fifty grand, But, you know, relative to – Relative to NBA money, two hundred and fifty grand is, you know, it's it's a good starting point. But who was it? Some sports business analyst. It wasn't Ravel because I took it seriously. Said that Zion got eighty million dollars worth of endorsements just based off his one year at Duke. Yeah, that's what yeah. Brett was saying like the other week when we were talking about it. Yeah, I forgot who, who mentioned that. And then somebody else, um, I'll try to find the graphic later on and share it with you guys, but they made a chart of if the NIL was in place during this last season for both college football and basketball, that Cassius Winston would have made over a million dollars just based off his social media. So and uh, Cassius Winston is an all-time college player, but he's not Imani Bates. Right. So, I mean, Imani Bates is looking at if he plays a year or – I mean, potentially two, depending on the rules at Michigan State. He's looking to make himself over $100 million. Right. And that's being conservative. Yeah, I just don't think – I don't think overseas is an option. I don't think G League is an option either. I think if nope. the one-and-done rule is overturned, he'll go pro and he should go pro because that's probably yeah. where his skill level is at. But if he has to go to college, he's going to come to MSU. And you know what? That's pretty fucking exciting. Yeah, and I think – I mean, also, if, if he reclassifies, he's – he can't go to the NBA right away. So we're going to get at least a, I, I mean, I really do believe we're going to get at least a year out of them. And yeah. that year's probably going to be 21, 22. And you're going to have, I think this leads rocket to come back another year. Cause they're best friends. Um, you're obviously have Pierre Brooks, Jaden Aikens is going to be in the fold. And then you never know. I mean, Max Christie, that's probably going to force him to uh, move up his timeline just those scholarships. I mean, while it is a fluid situation, you don't want to be in a position to, um, leave yourself behind the eight ball. So these guys are going to want to take up those last scholarships um, before Imani reclassifies. Yeah, I can't say enough good things. That's that's kind of like the whole point right now. I really, 
could not be more optimistic. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago when some rumors started coming out about him potentially coming to Michigan State, and I think we really nailed what actually happened here. So I think Michigan State fans, while some people might tend to be a little pessimistic for good reason for the fact that you never know what – Right. you could never step foot on campus. But I would say right now, knowing what we know and looking at all the facts that Michigan State fans should be very, very optimistic and – um, should start getting ready to burn some couches in Cedar Village. Oh, oh my God. I'm, I can barely talk. I like lost my voice for a little bit, but I was, yeah. Oh my God. This is so, it's nice to like, look, I, he could very well go to the G league. And if he has the opportunity, he should, I'm still going to say that even though he is officially a Spartan right now, but oh my God, if, if he does show up on campus, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. They're going to sell out every game, even if it's like the exhibition against Glen Oaks Community College. They're going to have people standing room only at the stadium the whole year. Here, Here's the problem with the G League as I understand it. So the way I understand it is that you're not playing G League games. You're basically – it's basically a prep academy. I could be wrong. Brett, you're shaking your head. That, That's okay, correct. so yeah. so you're not so you're basically going to co- you're basically going to college, but you don't get the exposure that comes with going to a major college program. You're basically just training. You're locked away for your training, and then you still have to go through the draft process. Mm-hmm. You don't get. It's not like European soccer where you enter an academy. And then you can get called up to their, you can get called up to their top flight team. Correct. So, yeah. So you still have to do all the things you would do if you were to go to college, except you don't get the exposure from playing on ESPN and playing, you know, in the NCAA tournament. And you only get, you get a one-time payment of $500,000, which yeah. Again, $500,000 is a lot of fucking money. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it isn't. But we're, we're talking, you know, in relative terms here. You know what I mean? If you look, if I'm Imani Bates, or if I'm, any, if I'm any top recruit, right, who is looking at their options for the future, and they can go, I can do a one-time payment of $500,000 and basically just lock myself in a gym for a year. Or I can go play college ball, get all the exposure that comes with it, and possibly win a national championship. So I think that the G League isn't as serious as an option as some people like to think it is. I really don't. You know, overseas comes with its own problems too. Especially now. So whether or not we, whether or not Imani comes here truly, truly, I think depends on, on if the one and done rule gets overturned in the next CBA. That's, that's what it, that's what it's going to come down to. It's not going to come down to if, you know, Real Madrid basketball club offers them $2 million. I really don't think, I really think it'll come down to whether or not the one and done rule is overturned. Yeah, and yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, I also think the point that we could raise is the fact that the actual impact that Imani Bates coming to Michigan State has is 
potentially the biggest we've ever seen for a college sports team. I mean, this is LeBron James-esque if he went to Ohio State. Like, the actual recruiting impact that this will have, as well as marketing and everything for both the Michigan State basketball program and football program, guys are going to want to come to Michigan State to be around Imani Bates. Like, that's that's no small, like, thing to look at. We've never had really a college powerhouse um, with football and basketball land a guy like this, especially with the the modern age with Instagram and social media and the NIL coming up. I mean, you're going to see just a flood of recruits for both college football and basketball come to Michigan state. Now I feel very confident saying that. Um, I also think Mel Tucker tweeting out the 22 built strong. I definitely think that this is going to be a recruiting pitch. Mm -hmm. I just, (laughs) I, I'm just, I'm so, (laughs) I'm listening, but it just feels like a dream. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it's the biggest – I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say this is the biggest recruiting coup in NCAA history. Well, like, even people who don't know college basketball, like uh, my wife, Cassie, I can't <laughs> fucking say that anymore, but, you know, I was watching his highlights a couple weeks ago after our podcast and, like, doing the Homer Simpson drool gif, and she's like, what are you looking at? And I showed her, and she's like, oh, basketball. I'm like – this is basically the highest coveted recruit since LeBron James. And she went, Oh, wow. And I said, MSU is like the go-to if he comes to college. And she goes, Oh, I can see why you're so excited. (laughs) Like he's, Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm just so fucking pumped. I'm so glad we came on here and did this because I had no one to talk to here about it. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy. My buddy who lives in DC now, I mean, he's always been kind of just like a college basketball fan, not one particular program. And he's texting me about it. He's super excited that money to Michigan state. So, I mean, this is just, I'm, we've all kind of had this thought in the back of our heads that this could happen, right. but for it to find, like, think about all battles lost years. If you get all these guys going on ESPN and pulling out that stupid Duke hat <laughs> and like, that you had Josh Jackson I mean it was just every single year we're just losing to somebody and to finally just get the guy yeah like I've been cheating on before and that fucking sucked that hurt but <laughs> like two years later when you know I read that Sports Illustrated article about Jabari Parker being like the next LeBron and mm-hmm. you know all the hype behind him and how people were just like he's probably going green and he pulls out the Duke hat. I watched it at live at work, and I just, like, sulked for an hour. And I just said to myself, I'm never going to get excited about a recruit again until he commits. And then <laughs> he, he com- he's committed, so I, I can get excited again. Yeah, and I think, I think oh. we can start to – I think we can start tempering expectations when the NBA officially kills the one-and-done rule in their next CBA. Right. But, again – I don't think that's the sure thing that everyone thought it was eight months ago. Right. I think, you know, I think it was already, I think they were already cooling off on that to begin with. And I don't think the pandemic has helped any. No. So I mean, wasn't, wasn't the big thing with the one and done rule being killed um, when Bronny jr. Is going to turn pro like his LeBron is like trying to push them to kill the one and done rule. So he can just go straight from high school and play with his dad. Correct, and Bronny, Bronny just finished his freshman year. 
So that's not going to happen for a while. Um, well, the thing is they would have to kill it in this CBA and this CBA comes up for negotiation after 21. So that's the thing. That's the thing we got. That's the thing to look out for, you know, whether or not they start, whether or not they start negotiating the CBA after this, after the restart, or if they let it expire, what's going to happen, we don't know. Um, but if you think we're not going to um, roast salty Michigan fans, oh. you, this is your first episode of the podcast. Welcome. Um, I'm Spartan Dog 97. Uh, so let's start with our favorite whiny pissy pants boy, Scott Bell. Yeah. Fuck you, Scott Bell. I know you're never going to fucking listen to this, but go fuck you. He probably so does. Oh, yeah. Scott Bell, what so. the fuck? Sorry, my computer cut out. Um, I built a PC mostly for gaming, but specifically for uh, recording podcast. And the place that it's at is under construction right now. So I have to go back to my laptop, <laughs> which is severely underpowered and just cuts out all the time when I'm trying to do this. So um, this is why the audio seems so cut off and I'm not going to do any more editing that I need to because we're going to be like the fourth emergency MSU podcast out. But um, where were we? Oh yeah. Fuck Scott Bell. Um, fucking yeah, assistant to the editor as bitch. Assistant to the assistant copy editor. <laughs> Your job can be done by Grammarly, you cue ball fuck. Um, he is being mad. He's, he's the drill tweet right now. Where is, where is, where is goddamn tweets at? Where is that? I got him. Okay. Read them off. And do okay, them in the most annoying nasally voice possible. Okay. This looks about right. Um, it's, hello, he made another thread. Um, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Sorry my voice in advance. With number one recruit, Amani Bates now committed to MSU. The, this is in Jets. The Blue Blood Spartans are taking a major step toward getting past the first weekend of the NCAA tournament for the second time since the 2014-15 season. Huge get. Oh, they just made the final four, you dumb motherfucker. What a cocksucker. <laughs> Three straight Big Ten championships. <laughs> Regular season, not, hey. not even counting the tourney. Most national title game appearances of the decade. The fucking dumbest stat. Um, okay, here's tweet number two, which was nine minutes later. I do think it's safe to say that Imani Bates never plays at MSU. You're basically covering all bases by making such a proclamation. Safe money's on Bates playing pro ball run out of high school. And this is the part that I just wish I would choke him. But even if he does go to MSU, Izzo probably sits him behind 2022's version of Ben Carter. Nice joke. Yeah, good one. We had Coach Fife on the pod to explain that. So, you know, maybe he doesn't listen. But Scott doesn't live in the world of sensibility because – he has a bunch of old-ass Karens and boomers going, Scott, I love you. You're so funny. And a bunch of dude bros going, Scott, look at me. I make great jokes, too. Um, and then his last one in that little mini thread was, judging by how quickly these receipts are piling up, I'm honestly going to have to take a day off from work whenever Monty Bates goes pro. So what, make shitty jokes and, def- and make fun of sexual assault victims for rivalry fodder? That's what you're going to need. You're going to need to take a whole day off work running articles through Grammarly to make jokes about sexual assault victims, you fucking cuck. 
Yeah. Well, to be fair, he doesn't need to take time off. He already gets time off because his job is just nothing. And so, he, and he made fun of Cat. He basically like diminished Cassius Winston's brother dying with the joke from um, what was it? Brendan Quinn made a tweet, and then Scott Bell just said like, "This truly diminishes the 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 quality of like some sort of lacrosse team or or mm-hmm. handball team or some shit." It's like fuck you, man. He's like, well, I deleted it within three minutes, so it doesn't count. No, it, I mean, it, it counts. Let's it see it what counts. Said. I, my weekly Whitney account has all these fools on block, so I can, <laughs> I can look. Mm. Uh, nothing from BB. He's getting the yeah, spreadsheet yeah. ready. He's just, yeah, well, he's... according to this, according to this spreadsheet, Amani's not as good as, oh, as Jaden, as fucking uh, Jaden Howard. <laughs> yeah, he's he's putting in the pivot tables now, trying or to figure Jace something Howard, out. Or Jace Howard, whatever. Yeah, some bench uh, warmer. Who's another one? JoJo. Oh yeah, JoJo was going off. Oh, he thought the Izzo and Steven Izzo Photoshop was real yesterday. They switched him into the Michigan gear. <laughs> real? What's your source? Oh man, he's yeah, he's unhinged. Let's see. Can I find a good starting point? Bad radio. Bad radio. Okay, this is from okay, this is on JoJo's account, but um he's definitely he's in love with Joe Bean, Georgia Blue Bean. I think that guy sucks, but um yeah, he's commenting on Bean's comments who quote cheated free sports saying Imani Bates committed and mean Joe Bean says, Oh my god, he really did it. Five laughing emojis. And Jojo, the uh, Joseph Bercado says this is going to be epic. They can't – they're still going to get their hearts broken a million pieces. Oh, like and you did. At least we didn't lose a recruit to another school, fuck face. Fuck you. He's a dipshit. Someone said, LOL, Michigan State going to recommit and then go pro somewhere else. And he An said, account yep, started to bully girl. a high schooler, scooped every journalist about your top-rated <laughs> recruit going to another school. <laughs> Suck my fucking dick. <laughs> And he said, yep, and the G League are overseas. Now you can get endorsements and keep the money. And he says that to another tweet. Um, let's see, a couple other gems. Your lack of understanding of how all this works, even if he's verbal, is not as shocking as an MSU fan, LMAO. Have a great day. This dude is a dumb motherfucker. He's so fucking bitter. Oh, they're, they're salty. He he's the saltiest one I've seen for sure. Like he is just replying to everyone saying he's not gonna play. Such a bad luck. Like when Michigan does well with their recruiting for basketball and football, however rare that may be for basketball. I mean, we we kind of joke about it. We never rip the players or rip like the fans no. for getting excited. We're just like, hey, why don't you just see how it plays out? But they didn't like we just got the best high school recruit of all time. <laughs> Man, uh, the message board, the U of M message board, I think can be described as not doing well, dog. Uh, Real tackles were 77 on MGO blog. He will never play for a a minute for Sparty and acknowledged as much with his phrasing. Good for Izzo for forging a relationship with that kid that may help him get a few more high-level recruits in the 21. Hey, so my... mm, Zoom cut out again.
So uh, we're going to end the pod right here. Uh, We'll be back on Thursday with a full episode. Uh, Go green.